It's time for season 13 of the Old Barn Hockey Show on Fox Sports 1460, iHeartRadio, Caps Radio 24-7, and also available via podcast on the iHeartRadio app, SoundCloud, or Apple Podcast. The Bears, the Caps, the Cubs, the Flyers, the Pens, the AHL, the NHL, and everything from the world of hockey. Hosting the barn are the Skoman, Frank Schofield, the PR director and teddy bear king, Brock Kirshner, and the voice of the Hershey Bears, Zach Fish. Now, here are the boys. to win it brock of course in it to win it zach playoff time here we go it is playoff time and we are green light go as we are marching into the playoffs i don't know if we're going headstrong in but i think i think these two weeks are going to be give us that little advantage here zach i believe so i mean i look at our team and they got great defense they got great goaltending struggling to score Uh, they have a lot of guys on the sidelines this couple weeks, recuperate, yeah. get everybody on the same page. How's Scarbosa, the by play. the way? Three assists the other day. It looked pretty good to well, me. I mean, he on Sunday, he took, that, he took that headshot. He seemed to be all right. His game's growing. He had three helpers. He's down there late. So, But a couple other guys that got hurt on the weekend. I mean, this time to get them back and healthy. And look, Wilkes-Barre first round. I'm sure we're going to dive into that. they got to play a couple games yep. this week. They're meaningless games for them. they got to play them. Uh, maybe they'll throw some rookies or kids in there, but... Um, it's you're going to debate it. Is it good or bad if you have this time off? Yeah. But for the Bears, I think I think it's a good thing. Um, as we ri- wind up this season, um, I want to bring in a very special guest, a friend of the Old Barn Hockey Show, uh, the one of the original founders. I'd probably say, is that fair? Founder. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Found, you're a founder. Yeah. It was me, you, and uh, Johnny Walton. Yep. That jacked this show up 13 years ago. Actually, 13 and a half years ago. Which is probably as old as Brock's ThinkPad over here. I'm, I'm looking at this thing. Actually, going, it is. How ancient, how ancient is that? Yep. Thing? <laughs> so uh, Parks is leaving the industry. Yes. Is, is that fair to say? Is it public? E- yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, officially with. I don't want to put. I'm really bad. No, at no. It's, stuff it's out. officially with with iHeartMedia. Yes, it's official. But I want. I to, haven't. I haven't posted anything socially. So. Well, I just wanted to come in and acknowledge you as one of the founders and just thank I, I you for all that. your hard effort and your hard work. We've been through a lot. You and I have been. Yeah, we've been through a lot and did a lot. We did. We kind of, we invented the podcast. Oh. Yeah. I, don't, <laughs> I was waiting for that. I was waiting for that. <laughs> you, you and, John and I, Walton do you remember, we time shifted audio. I'm to time listen to, shifted. How, I'm, I'm editing year, Wikipedia right hold now. Hold on. The first year, people... Had to go to a. It was like almost YouTube. Oh, it was like and a that's MySpace. Thing. Yeah, but they had to listen to it. That the go to a web page, and that's how they listened to the show when they wanted to at their office. Yes. And it was huge, huge, right? Huge. We, we we originally brought it on. There was no other way to listen to it. And, and then and then we did the infamous live shows. Oh my god! The fire. First of all, first it was the pen. No, it was the Fire, fire Alley. Fire Alley. Fire oh, Alley was yeah. first. We fire did the Alley. Fire Alley live shows. Dean Arsini, Keith Coyne, Giroux, all those guys, right? Yep. And then we went to the pen. With TV. With yeah. TV, with Greg Mace. Remember the TV years? God rest his soul. There's four yeah. years where we did TV. Zach, we did TV on Comcast. I've seen a few of the old clips. You have? 
Yeah, you still had some hair back then. <laughs> wow. I did. I did. Right. I mean, so, look, I'm going to be bald as can be here soon. So. It was one of those things, though. You know when you went to On Demand? It was actually one of those little circle things. Old barn hockey show where you hit it and your episode would come up and it'd be like, they used to have trucks there at the pen to record us. It was the, uh, it's now become, I guess, Antenna TV. It was HTM's yeah, yep. point two. No, but it was Greg, on demand, too. Right, but Greg Mace came to us and said to do this, and every right. Monday, we would have a TV crew. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that was, we'd, that. we'd have to put backdrops That was years and... later when we did it here in the HP studios right. across the road. Remember, and I used to put like jerseys up. We used to hang like signs and stuff just so we could do it. And then Walton was, oh, it was just great years. Oh, my God. It was it was legendary. And they used to have TV trucks out there from E-Town College. We had people who were in this business God bless Greg. longer than us, like a good friend, Chris Tyler, who was so pissed because we were he wearing cables. So, Chris Tyler was so pissed off that we were in the in building. He decades in radio. Here comes the SCO man. Within a year or two, has a TV, show. He has a TV <laughs> show. And, and we're broadcasting from the studio while he's still working, trying to finish up his morning show. Like we are, there's big wires and cables out yeah. in the hallway. Lots out of there. people, three, three cameras, two producers, a truck. There was a truck outside. So then the show, then we get out of there. We do it from in here. Remember we did? We actually did TV shows from in here. From the right? bunker. Yeah. Right. Oh my god. And the banner kept on falling down. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> It was like and we just gave up. It was That's like Wayne's World. World. It was like Wayne's World TV. It, yeah, I never missed it. But you know, like a lot of us who, when we do these shows, we never like listen to the actual airplay of it. But when we did that TV thing, it was must see. I had to go home that Monday night and turn it on. Yeah, it was great. Oh, and I, then I and there. then Parks, you were such a huge part of the uh, over at the uh, lodge for all the live shows that we did there, man, and oh, that thing and Bears making Den? that thing sound great and getting it up on the on the air. The Bears Den. The Bears did all the Bears Den show. We broadcast, did a preview of the first um, <laughs> um, uh, ice game, outdoor ice game. That's right. We did the, the outdoor the game. We did an outdoor yeah. game. We did a. We had a complete setup. We had a stage. Herco, Herco gave us, they gave a, us a, stage, st- a stage, our own tent. All the alumni. <laughs> we were and on Mike, the schedule. And Mike Nicolock. Mitch, Mitch was there. Um, There's a ton of other old timers there. Tukey was there. Tukes came yeah. up there. We interviewed everybody that kind of parade, paraded through there, and the crowd was huge out there in the audience. Oh, thousand. Do we still have? Does this still put the banner up on the uh, screen that's the, during the games? Yeah. They still bring us up. Yeah. It's our old pick. No, do, do they still do? No. Oh, sorry. no. But that's the other thing. We're doing a a small little hockey show, and somebody calls me up, and they go. I'm at the Bears game at Giant Center. He goes, and you guys' faces just popped up on the big screen. That's when it was at the old arena when we were sitting in the press box. Yeah, but we took the pictures of it. They was on yeah, Giant Center. Yeah, there were some other photos we used later. But, but yeah. it, was, it was on the Giant Center big screen. It was like, who are these guys? And they do, We got so much promotion from the Bears and her. And by the way, how about oh. Mr. McKinney coming to every Single. Oh, the one at the Bears Always Every show. Every show he is, was there. Is he doing well? Yeah. He, okay. he, still, he still attends he's, every game. I see him up there. He's still at Bears games. I had a Hall of Fame committee meeting with him. It was a couple months ago now, but uh, just doing great and rooting us on for the Calder Cup. Still calls me. Uh, occasionally during the season, does and, he picture brain? Oh God, he just he just loves the Bears royalty. Tells you the lines he wants to see. Oh yeah, he <laughs> he just lives and breathes Hershey Bears. He does, hockey. and he's always there. He's always there. In his Maybe I think I'll do that when I retire. I'll just come like when you guys are back doing the live show. I'll get a table. And dude, you and I have been through wars. <laughs> We've been through happy times, bad times. We've been through oh, yeah. everything with this show. 
Oh. And in the end, you've always been there, dude. And I want to thank you for that because you've made this show great. You've made it. this show what it is for the 13 years that we've done it. We had There's fun. no doubt about we it. A, we had a blast. All right. Well, thank you very much, buddy. I love right. you. God bless you good, all. Hey, good luck out there. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, be careful. Are you going to work at Lowe's? Where are you going to go? <laughs> what are you going to do? <laughs> what are you going to do? Depot. Yeah, what are you going to do? Maybe, uh, maybe Cracker Barrel. No, you don't want to go in the food. It's going to be a uh, Patio Parks new podcast coming up. Patio Parks. Remember Patio Parks? Yeah, Parksy, thank you. Thank you for everything. Oh, and I have, honestly. Remember Chris Bork Jeopardy? Remember that? Remember that? We did have some interesting games there on those live shows. I do remember that. Oh, we were just recapping some of the liners that we had. That when we did the show, we won't talk about them here because don't not today. No, not, not today. today. <laughs> but honestly, it was is the show's produced and honest in in my bottom of my filing cabinet in my office are every episode of the old barn. So I should make sure. What do you mean? You I have them on uh, CD on DVD. <sighs> so wow. every like how old? You like the original years? Oh, the original years. So, so plus, it's me and Walton and you. I yeah. Plus I even have archives um, coming. I even have uh, at home. I recorded them on DVD. On, the TV shows. Wow! I gotta what? See them. I have the DVD. You have to let me borrow yeah. it. Or yeah. yes. burn, burn me a copy or something. Uh, yes. I'll Everyone get, always I'll asks get that me. Transfer to yeah. the Everyone always asks if the the uh, and it was free my time, but that's all I ever hear about is that the Gary Lawless audio exists. So oh apparently you have it in a CD in your desk somewhere. Yeah. So the answer that? to that question, obviously a spirited that debate. Was a oh, that, that was man. a playoff. That was a Gary. Yeah. Gary Lawless one. Who works now for the Vegas Golden Knights. He's like an insider for He's the team. He's big. So. He's yeah. huge. Yep. Um, he right. was a guy that worked for Milwaukee. Was it Milwaukee? It was when, uh, Manitoba. Manitoba. It was Manitoba. Yep. They come into town. The Moose. And right. we win like game one or game two. Here he is. He's going to recap it. Because I, I remember like I was in it. And our fans went nuts. And he gets on Twitter. I don't even think there was Twitter then. He wrote. So, he was a newspaper. Right? I think he wrote an article. Yeah, I think he wrote an article just saying how the fans overreacted and they felt like they won the cup. When all they really won was game two. So I get wind of this. I'm just, I'm all hot. I'm a youngster. I'm right. all hot. I come in oh. here with Walton. Walton's like, eh, don't do it. Don't do it. Walton's like, don't do it. He's a radio legend. And, so we get him on the air for an interview. We get him on the air, and John's done. And I'm just like, here it comes. <laughs> and I just blast him. I'm like, well, what are you going to say now to the fans or something like that now that we, you know, blah, blah, blah. And he got so hot. Oh. He was so pissed off because I blasted him on the air, right? He asked me two days later, hey, why don't you come on my radio show? In Manitoba. Yeah. Was it Manitoba or Winnipeg? It was the Moose. In, Winnipeg is yeah, in Manitoba. Okay. It was Manitoba Moose. So, so he says, come on my show. Right, I remember that. I stay late at work one night. I get on the radio show. Yeah. And I'm like waiting for them to bombard me on this radio talk show, right? He didn't do it. He didn't. He let me off the hook. Totally oh. didn't do it. I was cool. I went on like a good sport. <laughs> but man, he was pissed. And, and then as soon as I hung up, I was listening, man, he blasted me. He blasted me out of the water, you know? It was great. It was, that was, I forgot about that. I'll, yeah, grab, I'll grab that for you. All right, buddy. All right, I appreciate you. I love you. Good luck right, out there. Good luck, Parksy. All right, that's Michael Parks. Patio Parks as he joined us here uh, many years. None better. Those are great times. Over 40 years in the industry and happy to see him retire. Yeah, he's such a good guy and just he, his voice is all over so many of the different Liners that spots we've during used, your games. Spots during the games, and he's always had. Yeah, what's going to happen myself, there? Others on the like show. next week, you have the radio. It's going to uh, be different. I know. Yeah, I mean, different voices. We're going to have Brock on there. Brock. Brock's going to voice more. It. Brock. More That's... cabinetry cupboards, books, commercials. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing <laughs> or, better than cupboard maker books. All right. Um, so the Bears are in the playoffs. We're good to go. We're in it. We got that magic number down. Uh, did you think that it would happen 
as it did? Or did you think you were going to go into the weekend? Wow, it was crazy how it happened on Friday, and it was really right. exciting the way it happened. Uh, we went from going, hey, it might go to this bonus week, to knowing, one, if we're in, two, who we're playing, and three, when we're playing, and where we finish, two, we know everything by the end of the weekend. So I wasn't quite expecting it to clear up as quick as it did, but it was a domino effect where everything happened essentially at the same time. Brett Leeson's goal, overtime winner, did the following things. I'll rattle them off as quick as I can here. Gave the Bears their first win in seven tries in Allentown. Gave the Bears a road victory, which had been hard to come by of late, so it was a huge win on the road. Clinch a spot for Hershey, clinch a spot for Wilkesbury, clinch a spot for Bridgeport, eliminated Lehigh Valley, who were playing that night, and eliminated Hartford. That one goal did all that. Suddenly we knew the did six teams. <laughs> we knew the six teams in the playoffs on Friday. Saturday we knew we were playing Wilkesbury. Sunday we knew we were finishing fifth. They were finishing fourth. And the series starts on the sixth with a home game on the eighth. Tickets on sale Tuesday, 10 a.m., by the way. So we got to pack the house. 717-534-3911 for your tickets. Just Ticketmaster is the best way to go. Ticketmaster. Online these days. Do people call, still call? Do people still call? Yeah, people still call the you know the box office. Their hours are on the website to take calls and speak with people. You can't purchase tickets over the phone, or if but you, you have can't an purchase in person. Uh, and then, yeah, just Ticketmaster is the easiest way to do it now and the lowest prices this year as well. So we, we got to pack the house, right, because our fans – have been huge. Like we're a good club on home ice. I know we didn't win either of the games on home ice this past weekend, but Brock. Bears are a good club on home ice. It's a big difference, and we got to play two if needed in Wilkesbury. It's a best of three that goes really, really quick too. Two of the games are on the road. If it goes to three, Brock, on the road, they are. But Any concerns? It, uh, it's Wilkesbury. We have some time now. We to couldn't focus. pick a better opponent. No, we no. could have asked for of anyone in the league. We could have asked for a better opponent for rivalry's sake. For the way no, we just because they suck. Them. Well, they well, finish higher than, they, than the Bears in the standings, uh, so I wouldn't go that far. Yeah, but, but you know they're not a good. When they play us, they have not been good. They've won the last three, uh, but early in the season, the Bears were much we deeper the roster them. before the Capitals called guys up. The Bears really took it to them. I mean, I thought we might go undefeated against some right. run we were on. So I, finished, I think we finished with 8-3 yeah. and 1 against Wilkes-Barre. But they took the last three, um, including a couple in their building, so... Uh, it's definitely going to be a more challenging series. They've really improved from where they were. Their Christmas roster time. was certainly depleted earlier in the season when we really took it to them. So they are certainly playing better. Um, uh, looking at the rest of the division, this is certainly who I would have wanted to uh, to match up against. I would have liked, you know, obviously to have that that home ice advantage uh, for two of the three. But hey, it's not a far trip. We can we can take Hershey to to Wilkes-Barre, um, you know, on a Friday night, and and if we need to for Game Three, uh, you know, get up there, show your support in that way. It uh, you know they travel pretty decently at times down to us. Uh, let's 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 change it and do the reverse. Yeah, I mean, I really can feel the impact of Bears fans when they travel in that building. It it makes a difference. Just the chocolate and white jerseys littered in there, and yeah, you hear it too. Uh, I've been in some games there where Bears fans they still, hang that, come they and, still hang that little toy down in front yes, of you. Yes, they do. Uh, well, last game it was there, but uh, it hadn't <laughs> been there a few times previously this year. So from my perspective of how the teams stack up, they've been playing well of late, uh, but I think the Bears, their power play is something like 30% against Wilkes-Barre Scranton. Compare that against Lehigh where it was about 5%. Yeah. The team they've been good on special teams against I this like year. I like chances, but man, and, I just wish we had... AJF back, man. I just keep going back to that. Like, man, if we just had him back. I know. I know. We we sit there and look at the roster from the beginning of the season. That? And yeah, 
Oh, yeah. We sit there and look at the roster from the beginning of the season. You try not to dwell on it for the sheer fact you can't change it. These guys are up. But he's that guy that played 50 games for us. Yeah, they're up. They're in the NHL. Even if they're not playing right now, they're ready for that opportunity. You know, Ovechkin got a little banged up the other day. Apparently, he's just day-to-day. That could set off a chain of events. These guys got to be ready for that. Unfortunately, they can't come back, and they're not coming back, at least for this season. But, yeah, you look at the roster for opening night, and that is a very deep Bears team that Brian Helmer, the Capitals, assembled. They did a very solid job with this team where it is. And those guys have gone up and proven it and been able to play in the National Hockey League, which is a testament to the development of the Spencer Carberries, the Scott Allens, all the coaching staff, and what they've done here. Uh, because it's proven that they're developing and they can go up and be effective players. Fortunately, it doesn't help the Bears. So that's where a player like Mason Morelli, who won the most improved award yesterday, and rightfully so, he goes from five assists. Scott Allen said, we got to get some bad habits out of his games. He's going to be a good player. They did. He's a 30-point-plus scorer. He's playing in the top six. Like Guys like that have stepped up. So the biggest thing that I look at, and I mentioned this on the show last week, guys, playoffs, what wins championships? I always say defense, special teams, goaltending are huge things in the postseason. I think defense is the best part of our team. Gets magnified. Yeah, there were a few lapses this past weekend. Scott Allen said that in his post-game press conference. But overall, we didn't have Franzen. Johansson was was off uh, for maintenance in the game. He's healthy and he'll be good to go for the playoffs. But a few guys got banged up this weekend that need to recuperate and recover. But from a Bears perspective, they're very good defensively. Third in the league coming into yesterday's game in goals against. Copley has been lights out. He's a goaltender that has played in the playoffs before. Fucali is certainly a guy that can really get hot. And when he does, he's tough to beat. And then you have Hunter Shepard waiting in the wings, too, that's done everything that's been asked of him. So you're deep at the goaltending position. Defense is the best aspect of this team. And they're not out of any game. It's been these games that the Bears have been losing are one nothing, zero zero going to the third. And they just haven't been able to capitalize. If you're right there in every game, the playoffs are a whole new animal, um, and that's what's the and exciting part week, about it. A two week rest. A two week I mean, rest. I've never even heard of that. And the what? Bears are physical too. Like when you have Whitco, those type of guys on the ice, McElrath, like those guys he can be physical. Like McElrath yeah. is a guy for me that is absolutely built for the playoffs. That's won a championship. Like have a guy like him on your roster. He barks. It's a difference maker. He barks. He growls. Oh yeah, yeah. And you like that. And that experience, you know, they need to now lend that to the younger guys and show them, okay, like this is how you step it up. Because this is how you're going to win a championships. Uh, I'm really thankful for the time that we do have before the series. Uh, my biggest thing when thankful. You, yes, it's like a blessing. Are you kidding yeah, me? It's like I, a gift. I, I mean, looking it's like Santa. It's like Christmas all over again. It is. To, and looking at like just the offense, you know, they've lost their confidence a little bit because of that. They're not taking the shots. They're a much more pass oriented. You know, team even on a on a two on one or you know uh, a breakaway. They're looking to. To pass versus shoot because they're not confident. Hopefully, over the next two weeks, you know they can gain that confidence that they're a shot first uh, mentality versus passing it off on an odd man rush, uh, something like that. So that's you know that the power play. Those are the only points that that really are glaring. That because, like you said, we're strong on the back end, and it's a new season. You start. It's it's day one again. Yeah, and you look at, with Wilkes-Barre, uh, a question mark um, from Pittsburgh's perspective is the health of Tristan Jari. It doesn't appear that he's healthy right now. Um, it doesn't appear that he's going to be ready for the postseason. Of course, information gets kept very quiet, but that's seemed to be what's been reported by Penguins writers. That means Louis Domingue is up. He's really been the guy that's helped guide the ship for Wilkes-Barre, 
and reach them to the spot that they are. That's no disrespect to their goaltenders they have, particularly Tommy Napier, who I have to mention shut out the Bears this past Tuesday. Uh, so he's been playing very well for them, but you know he's been a goaltender that has been a little bit up and down at times while the Bears have veteran net miners between the pipes. So something to keep an eye on is the health of Jari and if there will be a trickle-down effect. Because, yes, again, there is a little bit of time for Wilkes-Barre as well. They have to play a couple games. I have to imagine they'll get some PTOs in there, and that's that's the debate. And Scott Allen said yesterday post-game he's going to get with Brian Helmer. They're going to figure out what to do. They have to structure this next almost two weeks. The first game is, what, Friday? Uh, the Friday the 6th. So it's almost two whole weeks of practice they have to structure it to, to get these guys ready to battle and compete while also also maintaining the body for some of these guys and getting them the rest that they need after a 76-game grind. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we finished the season, we got to the end, which I think we kind of had some question marks how we were going to get there. And we made it. I, I mean, you know? honestly, let, let's look at the... No one knew we were, how we were going to get right, it. Right, let's look at the water bottle goal on Sunday. That almost was a microcosm of, of the Bears' season. You know, the Bears had set up, you look at the opening um, roster, and so many things this year have just I blown that, up. Yeah, and I thought there was a goal that was going to go to replay on Saturday night that I thought was to my right, so it was in the second period. Um, I forget what it was. It maybe hit a blocker. I thought it hit the poster. Maybe popped in and out. Yeah, I know I there was one. I remember. You know what it, I'm it talking was, about? It, it was a TV game. So our producer said they might be reviewing this, and it right. never happened. So we didn't go to break at the time. How did you like your TV season? Fantastic. I mean, our partnership with Fox 43 is exceptional. Our partnership with Antenna TV, the their so sister station, now. is great. It's so easy. And you know what? They just I, take the feed, right? Kudos. Brandon Schaefer deserves a lot of credit. He's no longer with, with Great Save Productions. He's moved on to a different role. And Aaron Henry, who took over for him, Hank, uh, Hank. behind the scenes, if you've heard about him. We went and we said, look, we want to produce telecasts. What we are doing in-house is better than what we can get most of the time for paying a large sum of money for a satellite truck. You guys do such a good job. How do we take that and put that on television? They figured out a way to do it. And it's not easy for those guys down there. They're having essentially looking at what's going on the video board, and what's going on HL TV, and what's going on television. Plus deal with promotions. Plus yeah. deal with promotions. Plus deal with promotions and everything on top of it. So there's a lot of work that goes into it. They've made it easy. Fox has taken it and grown it. Um, it's been an awesome partnership. And What's the future there? For next I mean, year, just for playoffs? Love to, just love to continue growing it. Uh, discussions Any still, playoffs plans? Discussions still ongoing about uh, broadcast for playoffs. Haven't quite figured that out yet. We wanted to get there, um, and with a little bit of time off, uh, we can have those discussions. But hopefully a big, long run. And I just I want to go back to your all, point. All Sunday games would be great. Yeah, that would be fantastic. <laughs> I, would, I just, I just want to real quick go back to your point about the thought we didn't know how we'd get there. And yeah. that is 100% true when – the league was having to postpone games in November, um, and it's no secret. Scott Allen has talked about it. Our players have talked about it. You know, We had a lot of COVID cases on our team, and we had to deal with it, as did pretty much every other team right. in the American Hockey League, myself included. Um, you know, It was very difficult to think, oh, my goodness, how is this going to go? Because we're postponing games. There were several that were postponed very late due to cases popping up. You're worried about health. You're worried about safety. But big-time kudos to our trainers um, for navigating us through that, and just the staff. Like, there's been so many precautions that have had to be taken, and our fans have done a great job brutal. following yeah, those precautions. Brutal. And luckily, they've loosened recently, and we're trending in the right direction there. But, you know, our staff at the Giant Center, our entire crew, our Bears front office staff, just navigating through this pandemic. 
It's been very difficult. There's a lot of people that have made a lot of sacrifices and changes. I didn't know if the league would have a playoffs. So. I mean, like yeah. November, December, Question. I was like, because remember it shut down? Like in December. Was it, was it 10 days we shut down in December? Yeah, I mean, the, the Bears were all yeah. off for about two weeks and they yeah. came back. Uh, you know, we played. But wasn't the league shut down? The league itself did not completely well, well, shut Canada, down. But certain segments of us, did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Canada essentially had to reschedule all their games across the border, and teams were being shut down two-week periods uh, for months, it seemed like there. So, yeah, the Bears were without a game. I think we played the day after Thanksgiving um, in Rochester, and then from there we didn't play till I December just, 11th. So I still go back to the league being so big. I mean, once we merged with the IHL, and then it just became a West Coast-East Coast difference, and the West Coast always won. No matter what you would do when you roll through the playoffs, you know. Yeah, at that time. They always had that advantage. When they know? just had the merger, yeah. yeah. I mean, you had a lot more veteran players on the IHL versus the AHL was a little bit more prospect driven. So, yeah, you had that for a couple years. Yeah. Hey, what's going to happen with the uh, with Russia and the KHL? and all? The, you remember how a player would end his career and like he'd always go over to elongate himself in Russia in the KHL? What's the status there? I mean, they saw the league over there? They still have a league, but some teams have departed um, the league that are necessarily not in actual Russia. There's you know, a team in Finland, I believe, that yeah. won't be playing in there. A team in Latvia there's that won't be playing in the there's KHL. There's a Sweden league also. Yeah, there's there's several different leagues for options, and I know the KHL has also said they potentially could be cutting down on import spots and import players as a player that's well, not yeah. Russian-born. We're not even um, taking Russian s- tennis players anymore. From for- six to four. So the biggest thing that look at it is for the AHL, the free agent pool is going to be a lot deeper. There's going to be guys that will leave that league. There's going to be guys that would normally take money in that league to sign for different opportunity. I look at a player, and he had a great season over there. He was considered for the Olympics, ultimately didn't get picked. But former Bear Phil Mai went over to the KHL, got a very great offer. Um, I talked to him, or someone uh, I talked with had talked to him, and said it was too good of an offer to pass up. He wanted a new opportunity. Um, but now you look at his situation. Is he a guy that might come back? North America. Would, There's going to be a lot of guys in that spot, so a lot of guys up for grabs. I would love uh, to see them, pool. with so many teams in the American Hockey League. I would love to see the veteran rule expanded, like more players. Give us more vets. Let, let's go back to the journeyman. I love the journeyman. They 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 build such character on teams. I think it's a challenge to build that balance, right? There I can't think be that many challenge. prospects in the world. I mean, come on. There's some guys that just don't even belong on teams. Because there's so many teams, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I get what you're coming, where you're coming from. Because you know, you look at the at the Bears in this case. If you and the Bears do not have a veteran problem, that's why because we have an ECHL injuries. or juniors or let them stay in juniors or whatever. Yeah, there's more and more hockey, and there's more and more teams coming in. But you know, the league is a developmental league that is not going to change. But the challenge is, you have to build and augment your roster with veterans that are extremely impactful. And you look at a guy like Matt Molson, what he's brought to the table. Unfortunately, he's been hurt since Christmas time, right? Like, what if, right? That's another what if. But that's just a guy that not only can produce, but can be an unbelievable leader. You have to have those. Is there a chance he's coming back if we go deep? I mean, I'd never say never. I don't know his status. I did see him this weekend. He was there is this rehabbing? weekend. And is he therapy? Or is he trying? What, like, what's happening? So this is just at the point where he'd be just getting back around the team. He was there this weekend. So I'm not sure what his status is. But I know Scott Allen said he was out for the regular season. So now we're at the end of the regular it's season. So we'll see where in. we're at there. It's but, kind of- yeah, he's, th- he's 38 years old. Um, that's, uh, from all indications, back surgery for anybody is tough. So I hope he's able... Not only to have a, a great quality of life, but get back to playing hockey if he so desires biggest, to do uh, so. So, biggest question I got on Saturday night practice: What was it? Do you know what it was? I hey, don't. Take a guess. When's Chris Bork coming back to Giant Center for that three-on-three tournament? Like yeah. everybody wants to know when's he coming back. Is he coming back? When is? And I said, 
Look at the website. I'm not sure that it's probably a summer show, right? Summer yeah, it's, game, it's right? A, I think, July 9th, I think it is. Yeah. I think Jeff is Tafe correct? is involved in that Come as well. Come on. I think so. I love Jeff Tafe. I think he's, he's involved he was in the that real as well. Deal, man. Old man Tafe. He used to come in and just rock and roll on a regular uh, basis. First rounder, St. Louis, never quite made a great American League player, absolutely. Yeah, July 9th at the Giants Center. Were you here during the Tafe years? I was not. I okay. was not, but I grew up a St. Louis Blues fan, so he was a big prospect. Yeah, Tafe was, Tafe was a cool dude to be around. He was He was a, he was a good time. What do you got, bro? I, I want to give big props um, because lately we have had a lines woman um, in Giants Center night. recently. And uh, um, Kirsten Welsh, number 10. She was right in. We, you know, we had discussions earlier this year about how, how, how is a lineswoman going to get. She was right in there, and she was taking care of business. It was great to see. And Do you know what's really weird is when the refs go to center ice and hit each other's patch. I was like, "What are they? Dude, they hit. right? They can't? No, they do. Oh, okay. They hit the they hit the patch on the woman. Like, uh, okay. you know what I mean? Okay. Like they hit it, and they just. I was just like, "Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, okay. She, uh, in." in and beyond the getting involved in the the fights and so forth, I think she does a fantastic job. I thought she did a good job. Yeah, I, I, we've seen well, her. She I think, blended in. She blended in. And I thought she she was in everything. Yeah, we've you're, seen you're her right. a minimum of three times here in Giant Center, and I thought by far she's probably one of I the think best. It was two times in the last two weeks. Yeah, she's been great. Yeah, she's been here a couple times recently, and there still are female officials in the league, and the league brought a number of them in, but and a number of them are finding homes in other leagues as well to continue to. You know, fine tune their game and and grow it, get to the next level. I know Anthony Mantha, the Capitals, his sister Elizabeth. We did not see her, but she's officiated some games Bobby, in the NHL uh, and is working in the Quebec League. So that's that's a yeah. great league to to grow and develop and get very quick speed. And there's going to be fisticuffs in those games as well. So it's a great thing to see that they're not only working in the AHL but continuing to get reps elsewhere. How many so games did you see Bobby Goodman this year on Giant Center Ice? I would say we probably had Dr. Bob. I mean, we played 38 home games. Five? Probably around 10 at most, I would say. I don't, I don't know if we got to 10. I don't think it was that yeah, high. He, he I, was, I, do, I do the road games, yeah. so they blend. It's he, 76, Yeah, and exactly. Right? But, he was in Lehigh Valley and Wilkes-Barre a yeah. lot this year. Yeah, we probably we probably had him uh, 15 times him total. Five times uh, I think we say. saw him four or five times in Hershey. I was surprised how light it was. But yeah, but he was usually our Bob Goodman schedules. Yeah, him. he was definitely in in Wilkes Barre and Lehigh Valley a lot this year. I talked to him a couple weeks ago, and he's he's good to go. Oh, I talked he to him says, often. You know what he says? Guy. It's up to the league. <laughs> I said, "What do you got left in you, bud?" He goes, "It's up to the league." Well, he goes, I, 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 "I keep going to training camp." I said, "It's up to the league." Well, and I sent him a message after you know, Scarbosa. No, Scarbosa took that headshot, and I said, "It's always good to have the doctor on the ice right there." He was right in that. Always, see that? oh yeah, always. He's, you know, just fantastic to have him there. You know, we we saw what happened with Kessie a couple years ago. Just fantastic. He's he's right there for the player. Mm. Boy, oh boy! All right, let's take a timeout. Segment number two coming up for the Old Barn Hockey Show. We'll talk Bears, NHL, and uh, a couple of this and that things. We'll be right back. Old Barn Hockey Show. This is Season 13 of the Old Barn Hockey Show on Fox Sports 1460, iHeartRadio, and Caps Radio 24-7. All right, Old Barn Hockey Show, segment number two, final segment for the season. As we wrap up uh, Season 13 of the Old Barn Hockey Show, we'll be back next year. Uh, Brock, talk about a little bit about the Players' Awards uh, after that were awarded yesterday at Giant Center. The, the, the biggest thing for me is um, Beaker winning. The, Sir Beaks a lot. Yeah, the, the person of the year. Because how perfect would this be? The Bears have never had a player win the Yannick Dupre Award. 
And wouldn't it be absolutely perfect for the first bear to win it, being Beaker? How long ago was that, Yannick Dupre? That's kind it, of, 90, I mean, 97. Yeah, it was, I, that, was the old, that was the arena. Yeah, I actually, in that time period, I got to know him pretty well. Um, and, like, I got goosebumps now just thinking about it, the fact that, that if Beaker would win that um, award for, well, was, for they, the they league. They were tight, for sure. Yeah, it would be... And no player has ever done it, or I guess you're right. Yeah, no bear has ever won it before, and that would be just so fitting. <sighs> and yeah. he he was definitely thrilled and, and taken aback by his nomination. Yeah, I got a uh, nice little surprise for him, and look, I just... I look at working with Beak and his transition into his role as manager of team How about that? Affairs. Just How about that? The job that he does for this organization behind the scenes is just extremely impactful. The players love him. Uh, the staff loves working with him. He keeps things light when things need to be kept light. Uh, he stepped up big time um, and helped out. You know, there's no short, no necessarily. Let's right. talk about what he did for the organization during the shutdown. And oh yeah, oh just so much it, working with Penn State Health to keep us safe, working with our trainers, working with the American Hockey League. You know, for me at that point, we didn't have necessarily the full crew at the Giant Center because we only had 400 to 1,200 people as we were keeping things safe and socially distanced. He helped out so much with Zoom availabilities and getting players and coaches when my interactions in the locker room needed to be limited at that time. Just. You know, I spent a lot of time last year. Uh, we rode in the in the company car together to road games, and just such a wonderful person. That's just a huge piece of this He's organization. Very He's very good. Yeah, and just there's it, not a bad bone in him. Yeah, there's there's nothing bad that I can say about a legend, um, a guy that's beloved in our organization. And I agree with Brock; it'd be very fitting, very appropriate. You're supposed to pick somebody. Again, this is normally the man of the year. Um, they retitled it the person of the year because the players couldn't go out in the community this year. Once again, they didn't give out the award last season because of that, um, but the players still can't go out into the community. We hope to return to that if it's safe to do so next year because our Hershey Bears Cares program is such a big fabric of our organization. We miss we miss seeing the fans. We miss being out there. We miss our live shows. So Big time. Um, all those things, but him being able to set up some virtual visits and working with Kathleen McGraw, our communications team, uh, for a variety of things, and Teddy Bear Toss Night getting us approved to make that such a special event with our great marketing crew. Like It just really well-deserved from him. Cool to see, and the league making that move allowed us to pick him for that. It seemed like a no-brainer. Yeah. It was just solid, and kudos to him. He's just... He's a very close friend of mine, and I, you know, I'm happy for him. I, I can't say I'm I'm so happy for him, also because of his son. His yeah. son is now a head trainer at the Boston Bruins. Yeah, I mean that guy. See. That guy went right through the process. Oh, I yeah. mean, just him being a trainer, he must be. You must think that your life's complete. I mean, when your son could achieve what you achieved on a pro level and really get through that, that's got to be so rewarding for him. His family's. I'm still waiting for my kids to get there. But, you know. <laughs> His family's his pride and joy. Absolutely. And, uh, and his daughter get, and his wife, him. Janice. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Just getting to hear him talk to, to Dusty quite a bit. Um, his son. Dude's in the show. Yeah. Just he he gets to see him a fair amount, talk to him. Just that's that's, that's his awesome. pride and joy right there. And, and, you know, he was on our bench many times. He came through Hershey and, you know, Palmyra native. Um, cool to see one of our own go up and live that NHL dream, you know, not as a player, but as a staff member that works with some of the best players in the National Hockey League. So. He's got a cool fire pit in his backyard. <laughs> Very cool. And then you go in the basement. It's like Doug's basement. Yep. Sure, everything. Museum. I haven't been in Doug's basement. Absolutely museum. Sure, it's massive. Yeah, but it, and it's it wouldn't be just the people in Hershey, too. Like, the entire league um, 
respects and, yeah. and, and loves Beaker. So let's go through the other um, awards for the Bears here. Uh, I, I said at the beginning of the season he was he was the guy I wanted to to watch. Um, and Mason Morelli gets the most improved player. Sure. Um, he's certainly just a fantastic season for him. We talked about it earlier. Um, Johansson with the uh, plus minus rating as well as repeating for the best defenseman. Yeah, you know, good for him for having the year that he did. Um, there's a lot of people that thought, you know, with his injuries, he was an RFA, would the Caps keep him around? And they did, and thank goodness they did. That allowed him to have this breakout year to earn best defenseman, not only for his I offensive see his number numbers. a lot. You know, if I, don't yeah. see a, if I don't see a number, then it doesn't mean anything to me, but I see his number a lot. He's a guy that jumps into the play. He had a good season offensively, did a lot of things very well, but defended well in his own zone, stayed healthy, big part of this team like I can't say enough about the season he had and I said to Lucas at the beginning of the year I interviewed him after he scored you know the first goal of the season was... and he just said I'm having fun again and that's that's what it's all he about did not, I mean pre-shutdown he was not having fun like he did no, not he couldn't he couldn't stay healthy he had really unfortunate right. luck um and that just really hurt his development now he's been able to stay healthy he trained in Nashville he couldn't get back well I'll tell you what helped him was working with Franson and McElrath. Oh, those guys are huge. I mean, those guys those guys are pillars. Those I mean, guys are huge. Yeah. And I think his summer really helped prepare him, too, because he stayed in Nashville and put in the work with his brother, Ryan, who's a forward for the Nashville Predators. He couldn't get back north of the border with COVID restrictions, so he stayed there, worked with fellow NHLers, really put in the time to continue to improve his strength in his game, and got in a positive mindset. And he's been awesome because of a few little minor things have kept him out here and there injury-wise, but been able to stay healthy and Night in and night out, he's brought it. Um, had there been an all-star game this year, Scott Allen has said this. He thought he and Joe Snyder would have been the Bears all-stars, no doubt. So kudos to Lucas. Well-deserved. And to have that plus-minus, yeah. too, that, that can't go unnoticed. I know that's a stat a lot of people might think is overrated, but to be a plus-20 to 25 pretty much all season, even in the downslide the Bears have had, is really impressive. Yeah, other Play, awards. Player of the game, somebody that I think exceeded expectations for this year, uh, Mike Vecchioni. I thought so, too. I mean, look, I was excited when they brought him in. He was a 40-point score at max. He finished with Who 44. Who voted on these awards, by the way? How many people voted on it? How- uh, so it, the awards are decided by different folks. Um, I have to look back at the complete coaches. list. Coaches and management decide some of them. Uh, the Booster Club decides the Unsung Hero, which we'll get to. Um, the Off-Ice Officials pick Rookie of the Year. So it's, it depends on the names Friends of, of the Milton awards. Garland for the you know yes. defensive award. Yeah, Correct. different yeah. groups. And, so, and obviously, without having the presenters... On the ice this year, um, as we continue to navigate through COVID policies, hopefully we can return to that next year. We couldn't have the presenters there, but but yeah, like the the MVP is picked by the coaches and management, which yeah. we'll get to in a minute. But others are selected uh, by certain staff or certain members. Alex Alexiev with the Unsung Hero Award. Uh, Alexi Protus, Rookie of the Year, and co MVPs again for this year: uh, Snively and Copley. Where's Franson and McElrath? Those guys were monsters this year. They deserve credit, man. I'm telling you. I think you could have put any any of those guys as the uns- right. unsung. Unsung. Yeah. yeah. You could have put any as the that. unsung. I mean, I I think they get a, You see what I'm saying though? I mean, those uh, yeah, guys, th- uns- those guys are really the, the core of the team. I mean, they really yeah. they did so much heavy lifting when the team was like unsung. You know? Unsung, I think, too. The only thing you think with them is they they're pretty well-known commodities, and they're both wearing a letter, right? So yeah. Alexiev, even though he is a first-round draft pick, his numbers don't pop off the charts offensively they like don't. Franzen's do, and he's not necessarily that big physical in-your-face. Well, there's Dylan McElrath. You can't miss him, right? No. He's always involved. So Alexiev, but even a lot of time presence, maybe— Bench might, presence. Yeah, Alexiev a lot of time might not be a guy that 
you have circled all over your stat sheet, but he's probably blocked eight shots, and we went four for four on the penalty kill that night. He had he a was, better second a half of the season than the f- first half of yes, the season. Yes, he did. Yep. Yeah, he nice. didn't have a ton of offense. He only had one goal, but he is a shot-blocking machine, and I think he's a huge part of the penalty kill. And again, that's nothing that appears in the box score, so I think Unsung works for him, and that's no disrespect to those other guys you mentioned. They they are a huge part of this team, and you know Mac is back next year. He's signed already. Um, he's a Calder Cup champion. That's the type of guy you want in the playoffs, as we talked about earlier. It's fantastic. In your time here, where do you rank this team among all? How many years have you been here? Five? Uh, this six. is my sixth season. Six. And it's been a very unconventional six seasons, for sure, with COVID wreaking havoc. Um, this team, for me, is, is certainly a team that I look at. The strongest team that I've had in my time here was the first year I was here, the 2016-17 Bears. We've talked about this. Yeah. I think if Phoenix Copley stayed healthy, that team could have won the Calder Cup. Um, fortunately, he did not. And a really good Providence team with a lot of future NHLers bounced the Bears in the in the second round in Game Seven. That is the strongest team that I've had. Uh, the you know the team that struggled the Chris most was, was on that Providence team, wasn't he? He was, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a team. Yeah, that, that yeah was, Bork that. was on the Bears at that that year, yeah. but right. uh, he had been in Providence and and Correct. the Bears in the playoffs before. But uh, you know the the weakest team was the 80th anniversary season. Of course, the Bears finished last. Some changes were made after that. Just didn't gel that year. So. Um, last year, you got to throw out, right? The yeah. te- it was fun to watch the team, but it was a weird season. So for me this year, uh, this team's kind of right in the middle. Um, yeah. Right in the middle, and th- that can sometimes be the scariest team. I think if you talk to former Bears head coach Troy well, Mann. is a different piece. Yeah, Troy Mann always said he, the 15-16 Bears that made it to the finals, he thought overachieved on everyone's expectations of getting as far as they did in the playoffs. So, you know what, there's people that are going to see the Bears and go, they've been shut out a lot lately, they finished fifth, they were in second, they moved down the standings a little bit. They'll underestimate the Bears. Hopefully they can replicate that. I was amazed at one stat this year that someone made aware of me. That was that when the Bears don't make the playoffs in the past 30 years, the coach does not return for that next season. Yeah, I've only been part of that once. No, I'm just saying, but that's, that's that's a stat fact. You know, and, well, I, look, and, and I, that kind of amazed. I was kind of like, really? I was like, I tried to think about it. I was like, well, there was Havlin, and then there was, you know, the fixture. Yeah, I'm surprised that that you know is true every single Man. time. And there certainly weren't, you know, 69, 69 times we've made the playoffs out of eighty. That, you that's know. just, and I don't know if it's right or wrong. It just is what it is. I just think of Hershey as a place where it is you got to win. You're, it's expected you make the playoffs, yeah, and I is. think that. Anyone that comes in, whether they're a Washington Capitals employee or a player, that's, but that's it's the expectation. A expecta- I mean, the league's different now. That the parent club is different also. It's a different league. Absolutely. But the Capitals firmly believe, um, and I think it's important to mention this, that playoff hockey is extremely valuable for the guys that are in their organization. Like They, they want them to be where we are right now. They want them to be in the postseason. Yep. Um, you sometimes get other organizations or you get a mindset of, we just want our guys to get reps. We just want our guys to get touches. That's never been the Caps' philosophy. And look, there's been a couple of years where the expectation hasn't been met and changes have been made because of it. But our fans have seen our team win championships, and that's what they want. We want to hang that 12th banner. And I'm right there with them. Um, you know, I had a gentleman come up to me and, and was talking to me the other day and you know just brought up the fact that, hey, appreciate the work you've done and what you've been here. And I'm um, looking forward to all these great calls. And I said, yeah, I want to call a championship. That's my biggest thing that I want to do here in Hershey. I love being a part of this community. I love being part of this organization. But I want to be there in that moment and experience that with our fan base. Because I watched the videos of 2010, and I wasn't here. I was in college. You know, I was just aspiring to start my career. But I feel like if there's a moment in Hershey Bears history that I could be a fly on the wall for, and there's so many good ones, right? So many before my time that I can't even think of. The Big Bear and you know just everything that happened with this team, the 88 club, watching them play and dominate. But 
I would love to be one of the 11,002 people in that building because it just I want to be part of that. So yeah. well, hopefully just, we can get it. there again. The this fans year, deserve it. You deserve year. it. And the players deserve it if we can get there and to totally experience it. All right, NHL playoffs uh, coming up here uh, down the road. And, you know, the Caps, it looks like they're projected to be playing Florida in the first round. Florida's a monster. I mean, That's the, a the, the Leafs blew a 5-1 game the other day to Florida. Florida the just storms back. Juggernaut just, in the East. I would not want to be paired up against them. Against Florida whatsoever. It looks like the Leafs are going to be playing Tampa Bay. Not really thrilled about that. Bruins are playing the Hurricanes. Bruins should do well being a wild, even though they're a wild card right away. But any thoughts on the playoffs so far? Holy cow, those teams in the East are good. I mean, and the Rangers will be playing the Penguins. Yeah, that's, that's going to be a monster series. It is, and you just you know the Caps, the Penguins might be underdogs, but you can never count those type of teams out. Like it just Florida is incredible. If the Caps, I'm sure they would love to avoid them at all costs in the first round. The Caps but running have out of time. been so up and down this year, though. You know, whether it's their power play or whether it's other areas, the Caps have always they're they're not the juggernaut they used to be. You know, no, it, it's there definitely you see, been some peaks and a, valleys. You see, Marcus had a, a game winning goal the other night. I did. Yeah, they need a guy like they him to come that. up big time, and he's he's starting to adjust. And you know, the goaltending, as we said, we don't need to sit here and rehash it. Every Caps fans know it's just which guy is going to start game one, and is a guy going to grab the net. You know, check out a shutout. Um, and, and if, then if they lose, the next then game. does it get blamed on the, them not going to get a goaltending, not getting to get Flurry? Uh, if you look out there, it would have been mean, a perfect match. Yeah, Fleur, but uh, I not, think there's not more. Flurry's mind. Flurry's there's more no. going on than just what's yeah, going Flurry's, on in Flurry goal. He said no. So I, I know mean, he did, isn't that? And by the way, that's that was a brilliant move on his part yeah. to say I'm a Penguin at heart. I'm not doing that. No. Well, and he's he's getting a good opportunity in Minnesota. There's a very good team that is still very close to where he was. So I mean, you can't blame McClellan for not getting a guy that didn't want to come there, but you know, ultimately if goaltending is an issue, of course questions are going to be That's asked. Why I had that just the nature of the contract. <laughs> so you yeah. don't have to do it. Uh in the West it's going to be Colorado against Dallas, uh Minnesota against St. Louis. St. Louis is just I love St. Louis. You know what, Craig Bruby, coach team, right? former Bear, right? It. Just Nate Walker, another team built for the place. What, How the about Walker? Walker? The Walker story is great. You know what? It, it, they he had an for unbelievable us. for us. It's great. Oh yeah. Well, we don't see him in Springfield. Hopefully, knock on wood. But um, if we get to that point, but he would never clearness never send him down. Yeah, at this point, I don't think he can. Think, I mean, yeah, I don't he think has, he can. He has though. this season, but I don't think he can anymore, and I don't think they will. You know, they've. Sent I'm sure down he's to, not on that roster. They sent down Dakota Joshua um, instead of him, but I look at. Where he was at, and he had, I think, a Gordy Howe hat trick or something like that in the preseason, and was turning heads. And they asked Craig Berube about him. And he kind of like, yeah, he's a good depth player for us. Kind of like, well, doesn't even have a shot to make the team there. Yeah. But he's come up and scored, then got sent back down, and came up and scored again, and played well, and acclimated himself. And you know, he's he hasn't been in every game, but when he's in, he's been very good. And that fourth line's been effective. Like. I social firmly media believe loves he's a, he can be an NHL player. I firmly yeah. believe he can be a social good media. Liner he's a darling of social media. They love him. Oh yeah, I mean he's, he's like a, that guy. He was like he was beloved in Hershey. Once you know his story and get to hear from him and get to meet him, he, he's an infectious character. He's by far, by far one of the favorites that I've had in my time here. Uh, no doubt about it. Just yeah, an unbelievable great. person and a great player too. The style that he brings. I'm just so thrilled for his success. Of, of I always any loved interviewing with. him and talking to him. Uh, Calgary and Nashville, and then Edmonton. Uh, playing the Kings, which I really don't care about, but the Kings. Uh, Edmonton needed that. They needed a layover first round. You know, if they're going to get their mojo going. Dallas looks like Dallas plays Vegas on Tuesday tomorrow. Um, and if they win that game, Vegas is home. done. Vegas is done. So they're out. They're not in right now, but Vegas could still Pretty sneak close. in. But 
you know, after going out and getting Eichel, uh, I know they dealt with some injuries, but you know, that's a pretty big misstep. Have you ever seen for them. a more unlike player than Jack Eichel? Well, I mean, nobody Bruce, likes him. Bruce Boudreaux did not speak highly of him on this show, and um, you know what? Bruce is a much more connected individual than me. And his so. comment was, he doesn't make anybody better around him. Yeah, I think Jack Eichel, and I saw him when he was 16 playing for the national team. How was he? He's an oh, unbelievable skill. I don't know anything about him as a person, but his skill level is off the charts. And you know who's going to sit there and we should ask about? Matt Molson about him because Eichel lived with him. Right. So that, that I think, would be a great counterpoint on the other side of it, um, hearing what Matt Molson has to say because I know he was really instrumental in his development, so keeps in touch with him quite a bit. Right. Yeah, we have to bring up two absolute titans. Titans lost uh, to lung cancer in the in the past two weeks, um, you know, with with Guy Lafleur. How about and, Guy going, man? Yeah, and he fought. I mean, the boss yeah, I brought he, up last week. Yeah, yeah. but but Guy he fought that for a very long time. Um, I was actually surprised about Guy. I didn't think Guy was that sick. He he's been battling that for a while. Um, Guy was. I mean, the flower was the real deal. I mean, I'm seeing all these legends in, in my era, yeah. in my youth, fall. I'm next, Brock. You're gonna miss me <laughs> they, when I drop. It, it's amazing. They're gonna have. Uh, he's gonna rest in state at Bell Center on the third and fourth of May. Brock, you're gonna have to sit in this seat when I'm that's, gone. That's okay. You're gonna have to sit here. I'll fill those shoes. Um, but uh, national funeral on on May fifth, which is is gonna be amazing. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, just an indicator of how beloved an yeah. icon he was yeah. in Montreal and beyond. I mean, just. Another guy. We talked about Bossy last week. I actually yeah. have a LaFleur wow. jersey in my closet. <laughs> That's how much LaFleur I love LaFleur Habs jersey? Yeah. That's, yeah he's, I, I have a Rocket Richard in. You do? Yeah. But you never saw him play. I didn't, but I love his story. I can never get a jersey for someone I never saw play. Uh, I love his story. and. Um, would you get a Bobby Orr jersey? I would. Do you have one? I don't. Give, me, I, the, give me the past jerseys you guys have, guys uh, from your youth, who you have. Do you have like a Gretzky jersey? Um, I have one Gretzky. I want to get a yeah, Bobby Clark. Uh, an Oilers. I have a Bobby Clark. What else you have? Um, Give me your old guys. Give me your Hall of Fame guys have, jerseys you have. I have a Bobby Hall because you have a Bobby Hall. Yeah, because it was Zach. like I knew somebody Bobby that Hall. was gonna have a signature done. So. Zach, do you have a problem with having a jersey of a guy you never saw play? No, I think if he's an icon and if it, I mean it meant something to you, then absolutely. Like I would. I think it's a golden rule. Yeah, I've got a, I've got a, a signed. They call them fouls. I think it's a foul. Okay, I've got a signed Gordy. Because um, you met him. Yeah. All right, I'll give you that one. Um, but I met Bobby Hall too. You so. met Bobby Hall? Yeah. That's why I have Bobby it. Bobby Hall was left. By the way, wasn't he like tossed out of the organization of Chicago? In Chicago. Yeah. yeah he's, they, he's this no like two weeks ago. He's not no done some nice things in his yeah, life. He's yeah. Got, he does have it. Honestly, I've I've looked at that jersey. and I'm like, do I really want that in my collection because of what he's you know done in the past? Um, but yeah, I've you know I've I've got. We have a son though, Brett. Yes. Do you have a Brett Hall? I do. The St. Louis. most <laughs> random jersey that I've ever owned, Hershey Bears here connection here that Last I bought on a clearance rack for like twenty dollars one time <laughs> is a David Abisher Colorado Avalanche jersey I had as a kid. Abisher, cha cha cha. Yeah, I had, you got one of those? Yeah, yeah. It was it, it was right after he had. Uh, it was supposed to be the next you know, big thing in Colorado, right? Yeah, absolutely. He came up through the organization. He was supposed to be the next big thing and didn't quite work out so well and wound up going to Montreal and. It was, it was on Here's the clearance rack, and at that point in my life, seeing a hockey jersey at a store in Kansas City, you just bought it. You know, It didn't matter what team it was. That's you just great. were happy to see hockey stuff. He was a goaltender for the Bears here, and a bunch of family and friends came over from his home country. It was an entire Switzerland fan goaltender. club. Right? Yep, they yep. filled up probably two sections. And this is the old barn. This is the arena. 
upstairs. And I'm like talking like section 65 and 66 or something like yeah. that, way out there. And these guys were the first time, they're waving flags, and everyone's like, what is going on up there? It was like crazy. It was it, so It was fun. like a soccer match. They, they were, were singing sing, songs. Singing during play. Yeah. And they were doing the, like I just said, the Abhi Shea so cha-cha-cha. Because we wow. thought we were the real deal, and all of a sudden these guys come in, they're like, ah, yeah. We're a, like, we are intimidated. Fan, fans from some of the leagues overseas, awesome. it, it's a completely different world. I was. They fort- sing during games. Yeah. I was yeah. fortunate enough to do, when I was with Dubuque in the USHL, um, we played in a tournament in Russia at the time. The tournament no longer has a United States representative team as the political landscape has changed since then. But we won our championship, so we got to go over before the season and play in this tournament. And they had a, it's Elms, they had a KHL team that played in this building and a junior team. And the junior team was the host team. And when they played, it was 9,000 people there. They were singing, dancing, waving flags. It was an unbelievable atmosphere. I actually talked to Tobias Geiser, who's Swiss about it. And, um, you know, he played last year overseas back home. And but he just say. was saying exactly what you guys said, just how different it is, how different the crowds are. Um, you know, he loves both of it, but it's just a completely different they soccer They play music during the game, I think, too. They do. During, I watch, During play. I think they play music during play. I watch a lot of the DEL games, um, the German League. And uh, that's a lot. Give us a lot. Quantify it, a lot. It's what? Um, How many games? Eight, eight to ten. All eight to Red Bulls games. Yeah. Watch them well, they don't have as many games over there. By the way, Max for spot. One Red Bull. One the uh, Italy Grand Prix. Yeah, yesterday. they don't. They don't have as many games over there. But it is amazing to see like these huge banners that they have that are like fifty feet long. You know, like eight feet high that they uh, have up during the games and singing, and they stand almost. Some of the entire games, yeah, you know, nice. it's but yeah, it's I always it was amazing, a great old barn memory when the the, the Switzerland club came over and and uh, and did that. I think they had very large, they had very large Swiss flags, and then they had small ones that they were handing out to everybody um, with that. So, who's your favorite old time goaltender? Go, Hextall. Your favorite all-time Grant Fuhrer is my all-time favorite player. Fuhrer. Did you see that documentary? I did. Very good. Was yes. that a great documentary? Very great. I mean, he was, he was my icon. I, I do not have a – I don't believe I have a Fuhrer jersey, but I have a Fuhrer autograph uh, stick, and that's one of my most prized I want to say mine's uh, Mike Palmatier, Washington Capitals version. Yeah. At, um, the, he had a the, rebel the, flag on his past, though, but I don't know if that fly now. Adam but. Scorgi, a friend of mine who he helped with the, the Grant Fuhrer um, documentary, he also did the um, – What's the, it called? I am Fuhrer, or I am... Making Coco. Making, yeah, making Coco. Coco. That's it. Good call. But he also did the uh, the Enforcer movie that we showed a couple years ago here. Um, we did we show had. that at the, yep. at the Midtown Cinema. Yep. We also showed the... Uh, the Lost pond, Boy. The Pond, pond Hockey. Pond Very... Hockey. That's got to be oh, 12 years ago. I had that ago. poster. Okay. I had that poster. I have the poster, framed. too. That's, Mine's framed in my cage. That's got to be 12 years ago we did that. the old barn logo on At it. the Hershey Coco Plex. <laughs> See the history you have here, Zach? Yeah. See the history. Zach, all this is Coco Plex. See? I, guy, I, I bought a t shirt. Oh, I bought an old barn t shirt that night because it was the months before I got involved. <laughs> My God. And they it came on a DVD, and I don't think they had DVD projectors. They, they, they had to go out and get a DVD projector just oh, to do wow. it. Yeah. And then we, had, we did it for charity. We did it for the. Uh, Children's, children's yeah, the children's hospital, yep. yeah, didn't we? Yeah. Just like we did the uh, the enforcer one for uh, Parker's platoon for Scott Parker's. That was a tough uh, movie charity. to watch. That was a tough movie to watch. It was. It was very informative, yeah. but it was 
there's, there's a lot and going that was on packed there. again. We had yeah, yeah I think we were on the road or whatever because I was here when you guys showed that one. But obviously, we were? I, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, seen it's it. five years ago. Yeah, I've since uh, seen it? it. It's unbelievably done, but it's hard to watch. Yep. Okay. Yeah. All right, guys. Zach, thank you very much for uh, making season 13 a success. Appreciate that. Yeah, great great being here with you guys. Appreciate your passion, love for the Bears. Let's chase off for the Calder Cup, folks. You know what? We've come this far. It's been a wild season. Uh, lots of twists and turns, but a lot of people to thank uh, behind the scenes. But uh, let's keep it going and play till uh, play till end of the June. All right, that's it for the season. Thank you, everybody. Good luck in the playoffs and go Bears. Thank you, Art. You're the best, buddy. Go Bears. Great season, guys. Go Bears. If you want to get started in model railroading, see my guy, Brian's Model Trains. Brian has complete train sets for beginner to expert, including top-of-the-line models in various sizes and beautiful train books, shirts, and DVDs. The new Cornwall Railroad print is now available at the store. Learn more at briansmodeltrains.com. Start a wonderful new family tradition with Brian's Model Trains, now in their 20th year. Visit them on Main Street in Myerstown. Put some adventure in your life with a good book from Covert Maker Books. I like reading biographies and historical books, but you'll find over 100,000 books in all genres. Check out the local author section. Or ever thought about joining a book club? If you can't find what you're looking for in Covert Maker Books' large organized inventory, just ask Michelle like I do. Used, rare, hardbacks, and paperbacks. Covert Maker Books has them all, and you won't be disappointed. Covert Maker Books on Routes 11 and 15, across from the Enola Train Yard, or online at CovertMaker.com.